0: What's up, it's me, Adri V, the Go-Getter, and I wanna welcome you to the G-Code Podcast. You see, this is a place you go to to get the pretty, the ugly, and the grind to success. There is always a story to be told and everything that glitter ain't gold. So understand this, there is no need for the cheat code when you got the G-Code. So get your notebooks and pens ready. It's time for us to get into it. Welcome to the (laughs) G-Code
1: Access granted. You are now listening to the G
0: Code with Adri V. All right, my go getters, you already know what it is. Welcome, of course, to the G Code Podcast, baby. It is another Wednesday where I, me, Adri V, the go getter, the host, of course, the brainchild of this thing called the G Code, is here to get you over the hump. My guy, Zig Ziglar, said motivation is needed on a daily basis. It's like brushing your teeth, it's like washing your butt. And if you don't do it, you get funky. So I'm here to make sure you get and remain unfunctified. Inside the G Code, you know I love to bring some dope go-getters to you that are moving and shaking in a city, changing lives in an unchanging world, and most importantly, being able to use the God-given gifts given to them. And of course, share them with you all and motivate you along the way. So today, I got a chance to get into a conversation with a woman I've been trying to get into the GCO for a long time now. We finally made it happen. I am so proud of her, and all I got to say is she is absolutely phenomenal. And by her story alone, the jump she made, the faith walk she walked, and not only does she keep that hustle going despite circumstances and situation, you're gonna never get to to see exactly how she turned nothing into something so ladies and gentlemen sit back relaxed and get ready for the g-code <laughs> I am so excited that finally I got on the microphone, stepping into the G-code. It's none other than my fellow sister who is in radio, moving and shaking as a wife, personality, and a mother, the beautiful, the one and only, your girl Nikki, Miss Nikki Davis. Hello, gorgeous. Hey, girl. How you feeling? (laughs) I am so good, and thank you so much for getting into this joint with me. Uh, You're welcome. We've been trying to do this for a minute now, I know, right? I know, and it's terrible, but listen, you've been out here just living your life, you You know, you moved into another city. You you out here, you done gave birth to this beautiful bouncing baby girl and still giving back to your community. So listen, time is of the essence. and I'm happy we finally got it. Thank you. I appreciate it. I really do. Absolutely. So for those who may not know who your girl Nikki is, please share with them.
1: I am a kind of like what you said. I'm I'm a radio personality. Been in the game for about 12 years now. My wife, I'm a mom, community activist mentor. Um and a child of God. That pretty much sums it all
0: up. I love it. And so, you know, with my my podcast, The G-Co, right? In this joint, I love to talk about the pretty, the ugly and the grind to success. And so being in the game, listen, like when you say 12 years, like they say life is hard, but I feel like radio is harder. Okay. And so being in this for 12 years, you know, what can you say? What made you decide to say, hey, I want to be a advocate on the radio because I really believe like similar to like how Jesus was out here moving and shaking and doing what he was doing. I believe he would have been a radio personality if he was here today. So, <laughs> you know, what made you decide to embark on this journey called media and specifically radio?
1: Um, You know, like I tell everybody, radio kind of found me. And it's so funny. I was talking to my DJ the other day. We've been, uh, he's been a DJ on my show for like three years. But we were just talking and I was like, yeah, I wanted to go to this all-girls school to be a dance choreographer. And he was like, what? He was like never wanted to be a radio and it's funny because it was never i hate to say it but it was never like this dream of mine i guess um i wanted to get into dance and you know i took a dance so much and then i didn't get accepted so i was kind of like heartbroken and my mom actually came to me and said you do communications because you like to talk a lot and i was like (laughs) You're right. And they don't have to take math class in college. Perfect. Girl, so, <laughs> and then I got my first internship, and that's when I fell in love with radio. So the love came during college, actually. I never even thought about radio. I used to listen to the radio all the time when I was younger, record, you know, my shout outs when I would get through the lines yes. and stuff like that. But it was never a dream until probably my senior year in college.
0: Yes. And you know, like one of those aspects similar to me, the communication, my mother told me like, you got to figure out a job that you're going to get paid to talk because you talk too much right <laughs> moms right. knows and sometimes when we pay attention and follow what they say look at look at you now look at you now uh, 12, I know right 12 years later so let's talk about this journey in radio you know getting your internship but of course you have moved around a few cities and really having some really dope opportunities so can you speak to just your gradual development into where you are now
1: um yeah I'm kind of a I'm a, a mover when it comes to radio people know I'm not going to stay too long when I get there I don't know if that's a good thing or bad. No, you're you're but, all
0: about you know, um, progression. So there's nothing wrong with that.
1: Yeah, definitely. Um I can honestly say I've learned so much at every station that I've been at. Um I've been in Raleigh, North Carolina, New Bern, Augusta, Atlanta, um, Bush Track, the station in Albany, New York, I wanna say. hmm Um I've been I'm here in Charlotte, I've been in Fayetteville. Um I don't know. For me I just I felt like every station. I I always knew when I was at the end, when it was time for me to go somewhere else. I would walk in and I would just feel unmotivated. I wasn't challenged. It was like, okay, what else can I learn? Who can I learn from? And then in radio, with budget cuts, people are always leaving. Right. So it's like, at some stations, I don't want to say that I knew everything, but at certain stations that I was at, because so many people were getting fired, I had no one else to learn from. Mm-hmm so i almost felt like everybody was pulling from me and i'm like i'm one person i can't i got to learn something else like i want to i want to keep learning i want to keep growing so you know it was just every time i started to feel that way someone would call and say hey i got this opportunity what you think and i would pray about it and nine times out of 10 i was out mm-hmm. so i just I just always wanted to grow. I always want to be challenged. I want to work with a team of people and a program director that's always going to, like, come to me and just have ideas and want to bounce ideas off of me. When I start to feel unchallenged
0: is when I get bored and I want to leave. I feel that mm, I felt that one to my core because this is like, it's all about progression. You know what I mean? And in this industry, you have to be so creative. And when you find your creative juices is being depleted, it's just like, okay, how do I re motivate myself? So even in those moments when you felt like blind, just not as challenged, how did you maintain your energy on air? Right. How did you maintain that energy through content and just keeping yourself creative despite thereof before a shift and a change occur?
1: I think it's the listeners gave me my energy. Mm. Um, it would always, you know, it may be a situation where I'm coming in. You know, as radio people, we can't come in and get on the radio and say, oh, I'm having such a crappy day, guys. Girl. Like, you have <laughs> to be excited. No matter if someone just died, if you just lost your boyfriend, yes. if you just got into a fight with your home. Like, you have to just keep it moving and... I don't know. It's kind of changing now. People are kind of more personal on radio, but I always felt like my listeners would give me the energy that I needed. And radio was kind of like almost, um, I don't know when you get in that studio and you're by yourself and the music is playing, you're kind of in your zone. It kind of takes away the bad feelings that you have.
0: Yes, it definitely does. I will say that.
1: Yeah. So it was a mix of the music. Um, It was my listeners. And then It was some of the people that I work with. You know, everybody that I work with hasn't been someone that I don't really want to talk to after this job is over. But I had, you know, every station, I had at least two or three people that just kept me laughing. Or, you know, before they did all these budget cuts, we would go out on the streets and just talk to the listeners and go to games. And it wasn't, oh, we don't have gas in the truck. We can't do that this week type thing. So it was the energy of the people around me, the energy of the listeners and just the music.
0: I love it. I love it. And also just in this, you know, I think you did a right and you do a great job at branding yourself and also maintaining the initiatives, you know, that you love to do. You know, like you said, um, being a youth advocate, always making sure you're surrounding yourself with them, you know, your level up and learn and even the warm Charlotte, you know, why did you feel those components along your journey? Because I feel like you left yours, you leave your imprint in each city you've been in um, with those components. Why did you feel that is so important?
1: Radio is about community. I've always... Ever since my first full time job I've always seen how just impactful it is to be in the community and not just, you know, with the 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 galas and the nice events where you can get dressed up, but it's the people in the community, the ones that are in their backyard, the ones that are smoking weed, the ones that are drinking while listening to you on the radio, like whoever. So for me it was like my first full time job, I had this little girl and her mom came to the radio station she gave me a note and told me that her daughter wanted to meet me for her birthday and after that I started to understand my impact on everyone from you know the young people to the older people you know I've been in the in the streets with the homeless people and I'll tell them who I am or something and they know me so it's just like building that face to face relationship with people because you know when I got on the radio it was no Instagram and I oh, felt it, oh. girl. it was no my Instagram and <laughs> And Twitter, it was like Facebook in my space. Yep. and MySpace. Yeah. You know, people was hiding behind the screen all the time with Facebook and MySpace.
0: That's so true. That's
1: so it. for me, I knew that if I wanted to brand myself, I had to get out and I had to touch the people, and I had to do what was right. At the end of the day, that's it too. Like I don't do it for people to recognize it or say, "Oh, this and that." I do it because I really love giving back, and I really love being out with these people and being in radio.
0: Those are the people that like make me who I am today. It's so true, and even just kind of going back to what you said, you know, just being a we're a servant. We're literally public servants when you're on the radio because you have to provide that energy and also giving back. And so, you know, in the on the podcast, we talk about the pretty, but also talking about the ugly. Right? Like you said, I, I remember I was going through my divorce, and I literally just was getting news back to back to back before I got on the radio, and I still had to get on the air and act like today was the best day of my life and in between the mm-hmm. mic I'm crying right in between breaks and commercial breaks I am bawling my eyes out but then when I hit that mic again we back on the air you're not gonna know <laughs> that that was occurring right. I remember um, just recently it hopped in my, my, my memory on Facebook and it's a, it was a picture of me from that particular day and I was just like dang no one would ever know unless I say something that that was happening to me because my energy did not mm-hmm. transcend and I remember our friends were listening like girl you really just kept the party rocking and they had no clue. So when you have met those days, which I call the ugly days, how were you able to overcome them along your journey? You know, whether it was an opportunity that you wanted and the door closed and it didn't work out for you. Or I remember you took a sabbatical. You took a moment away. And how was that time away necessary for you? You know, or even before that sabbatical happened, you know, what were some things that you faced in life that you was like, you know what, I have to figure out how to get over this. And how did you get over it? Talking about when I quit radio? Yes, girl. You was out. <laughs> <It sure>
1: was. <laughs> um, during that time, I was I was getting older. So for me, radio, um, like I said, senior year senior year in college, I wanted to be in radio. My goal was to be a production manager. By the time I was twenty five, I had reached that goal of being a production manager, and at Radio One, running three stations, and I didn't have any goals after that. Like I didn't want to be a PD. I didn't want to be a music director. So I'm like. What's next for me, God? And I started to really like figure out who God was because in my last job before that, the PD, the the owner was so rude to me that I I I literally like just found God at that station. Like God, I know we ain't talking while, but I need to talk to you. This you know, <laughs> is crazy. So when I went to my next station, I'm like, God, what's next for me? I can't do this every day for the next three, twenty, fifty years. I can't do it. So I started to read more. I started to pray more. I started to, like, be around people that were spiritual. And I just decided to quit my job. And I didn't have any plan. I didn't have, like, any idea what I was going to do for money. And everybody said I was stupid. I was losing my benefits. I was making, like, 60000 a year. Everybody's like, you're so stupid. Like, you got it made. And I'm like, but I need to go. Mm-hmm. And I felt in my spirit that I had to go. Like, I was literally hosting a party in the club and then reading my Bible app during breaks. Wow. Mm. So it was really like it was a strong urge to quit my job, and I felt good about quitting my job. And it was rough because, you know, when you quit your job in you know, radio, you think everybody loves you, everybody's going to keep calling you for business. Nobody called me for like two years. Nobody. Mm. Like no clients, you know, I had a few clients that still rock with me as far as voicing commercials, but nobody checked on me. Nobody asked if I was okay, and I, that was probably the worst time of my life, because every day I would regret quitting my job. Wow. Because it was just like, oh, my God, I'm scared. How am I going to pay my bills? How am I going to eat? I just got married. I'm about to get married. I don't have money for my wedding. So all these things are going through my mind, and I'm just, like, trusting God through the whole process. And now that I'm at this point in my life, I look back and say that was the best time in my life,
0: Mm -hmm. and I didn't even realize it. And you know what's crazy? I was following you because I feel like y'all was like um, bouncing around and doing like tours and I, I believe your husband, he's an artist and so like mm-hmm. I just remember you posting up in different cities and just and then when you got married, it, it was just I enjoyed watching your journey. I was like, I don't know what sister's doing. Oh
1: sis wow, is. you've been with me for a minute.
0: Yeah girl, yes. You know, I enjoyed watching your journey because I was like, I don't know what sister's doing but sister's still glowing. You know what I mean? Because it was because <laughs> I remember I remember you made a stat. He was like, I quit and I was like, what's she doing like no Nikki like what you doing and I remember your voiceover work you know I would check like um you know Urban Insight when we were trying to find these different jobs and gigs and of course your drink was always posted up on the side you know making sure folks go ahead and get that voiceover work and I was just I always admired your hustle and and I knew when you decided to take that break it was a serious reason and then you it just like you just even though you were on a break, it was just like this piece you can see. You were just enjoying your boo, you know, just elevating your life personally. Um, and then when you came back, I was like, okay, okay, we, we in this rediscovery, you know what I mean? Now she's back with a boom and a whole different reason. Like you said, along that journey, you was able to really discover some things.
1: Yeah, it was, I mean, it was like, really, like I said, when I look back, it was one of the best times of my life. Like, I just feel like sometimes, you know, everybody's leap of faith is not going to be the same, mm-hmm. but you have to figure out what your faith is and what your leap of faith is. If God is asking you to take and just go for it. And you can't worry about, you know, God, you know, for me, it was like, man, I'm about to lose this platform. You know, I'm in Raleigh. I'm I'm a production manager. I'm in the club every weekend. You know, I'm popping right now. I look good. My hair going, you know what I'm saying? Yes, girl, no weed. Whatever. (laughs) And then I just quit everything and nobody understood it. Like, Hmm. you know, a couple people would call like when I first did it that knew me and was like yo what's up with what you like what you like Erica, about do now or something like you about to go sit on the field and like meditate and stuff like what's going on with you like nobody knew like what is wrong with you but I'm like why does something have to be wrong with me because I decided I don't want to work for someone anymore
0: right, right.
1: and belittle myself every day in this company and they you know, I'm asking them for help and they laughing at me. I'm asking for a raise. They looking at me like, you know, they not giving no raises. But I'm sitting here doing all this work, like I'm proving myself constantly every single day. So, what's wrong with me stepping out to do something for me? And like, it was just, it was a really great time. Like, it it really was. I didn't. It was like I was free from everything that I thought I was.
0: Mm. I love that.
1: And this image that everybody expected me to be. Like, even now, people are like, like, what's going on with you? Like, you know, like...
0: You don't cut your hair. Could
1: like, <laughs> they say when a woman like, cut her Yo, hair, man.
0: you know. Huh? I said, oh, they yeah? say when a woman cuts her hair, listen, some change is about to occur. So.
1: <laughs> that right there is a whole another story about the haircut, but it looks it was, good it on you. Go
0: through things.
1: It, it, it looks huh? good on
0: you. I said it looks good on you, girl.
1: Thank you, I appreciate it. I'm rocking it, but I didn't put some braids in there because this stuff got to go back. I keep a long hair yeah. bag I, was, I don't know what I was doing. I think I was having a, a postpartum depression moment. It happens. I don't know. You,
0: you know, and like uh, even with that, you know like I, I watch you because even in this industry they try to tell us as women that you can't have it all and I feel like you are giving us the I have it you know and it may not be easy to balance it all but you do have it all and it's possible to have a marriage to be a woman in your community and a woman of substance and to be a mother um and so you know that alone you know we talk about the pretty to ugly and your grind like that's a part of the your everyday grind of having to push out being the best mother you can be being the best wife you can be you know and even being the best personality on air like let's talk about that you know where people don't really get a chance to indulge and to know those um, behind the mic aspects of of nikki what you
1: want to know exactly
0: (laughs) how do you how do you maintain sanity right how do you maintain doing it because i know even right now in our conversation you got to go get the little beauty so it's just like how do you juggle Uh,
1: to be honest it, it takes time like especially, like, being a mother, like, life-changing. Like, I remember people telling me, I'm like, oh, I can't get no sleep. This belly getting in my way. They're like, you got to get some sleep now. But when she get here, I'm like, nah, she should be easy when she get here. Let me tell you something. <laughs> it is nothing in the, like, nothing can prepare you for the way a child sleeps. Like, mm. my whole thing was like, man, I done did the clubs every weekend. I done been up until four in the morning doing clubs and having to get up and get on the air. at nine in the morning, blah, blah. No, it's nothing like it. Nothing. So, like, for me, she's a year... Well, she's 13 months now. I'm just getting, like, my routine down. Mm. So, for, like, nine months, you know, you carry a baby for nine months. You're pregnant. You don't want to do anything. You don't have to do anything. Nobody wants you to do anything but just carry a baby. Right. So, it's like you have this break for nine months where everybody's catering to you. Then you have the baby and everybody's asking you okay all the time but nobody's really there to help but mm. then you get past like the six seven eight months nine months so then you get to a year and you're like oh i made it like the baby's first year the birthday is not for the baby it's for the mom <laughs> like we made it like this is a lot of work nobody told me about from sleepless nights to you know the baby gets sick you got to deal with that you got to call out of work But I'm just getting my balance. And I have to say, family is a big part of my balance. My sister-in-law is a big part of my balance. She helps out so much with Bella while I'm at work. Um, So just, like, I don't know. Like, my husband had to tell me, too, like, having someone there for you to support you helps a lot. Because he just had to tell me one day, like, yo, sit down. Like, (laughs) you just had a kid. Like, chill out. Just Like, just relax for a little bit. Like, stop moving so much. Because even when I was pregnant, I was still trying to do the community stuff. And after a while, I just got to the point where, like, I'm hot. I can't move. I can't hardly breathe going up steps. I got to sit down. Right. But I still wanted to do stuff. But for real, like, it it takes time. It takes time and a lot of support and people understanding your... Because I went through postpartum depression, I haven't really told people that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I went through it, and I didn't. I haven't told people because you know, for one, it's and I don't know, it's just a stigma behind it, you know. Right. And when you start to tell people that, they always want to check on you. Are you okay? Are you okay? How are you feeling today? Get out my food today. Just right. let me chill. Let me breathe. Right. So, like, you know, I had. I told my husband, like, I think I have postpartum depression, and this is like. Six, seven months after so for like you know six months I'm with it alone.
0: Mm.
1: and just going through these mood swings and being depressed and crying for no reason and just wanting to be by myself and not wanting to like just like oh my god it's too much god i can't deal with it so right. like it, it takes time it takes time and support and just you know having a break away from stuff
0: right and I think you even being able to acknowledge that you know that this is something you were dealing with is key because I I know I have friends I'm probably like one of the only person one of my friends who don't have a kid yet and it's just like they dealt with it I I don't have not one friend who haven't dealt with it especially when you're an ambitious person so when you're an ambitious person Mm -hmm. and you kind of get to this place and it's just like you can't do it how you used to do it so you really are dealing with yourself and feeling all these emotions and I know remember my friend breaking it down to me and I just was like the problem is a lot of us we we have to be willing to even talk about the state of our mental and be open with that especially as black people because you know we we grow up in this sense of don't be talking about what you got going on it's just you and Jesus you and God have this you better pray about it it's like yeah I could pray about it but (laughs) <laughs> what else you know could I do to make sure I have the support yeah. so you know I think that is definitely something I appreciate you for sharing that and I think it's something that you know is relatable across the board with so many women I can guarantee you if you say it on the air if like here are some support systems and places that you um you know know that they can send people to girl I'm sure your phones will be blowing up because it's gonna be mad women yeah. was like I'm dealing with it too girl right now and, and that's an, and that's another
1: reason why I feel so deeply about the community because when I did take my break from radio, I was out there. Like, you know, I'm living in hotels. Like, people didn't really know what I was, like, going through, but I'm living in hotels with my husband. We sharing food. It may be days when we didn't have no money. The car might break down, get repos all type of stuff. So I'm out there with the people and I'm like, yo, like, people out here struggling. Mm. And, you know, I didn't really see it. Like, you know, I was in the community when I first started in radio, but not to the point, like, the impact that I am today in the community. Like, you know, I was, you know, I might have some kids up to the station or go to a football game and, you know, support the cheerleaders or whatever, whatever. but I wasn't, like, in the community like I am right now. And that was me being away from radio taught me about just – going through a struggle because Mm -hmm. i had you know i had my mom and dad you know i wasn't like this rich kid but i didn't really struggle as a kid right and i got a job right out of college and you know for me a lot of my people that went to college they still not working in their field so for me to get a job as an intern you know i'm popping and then i just quit my job which i've never done before unless i had another job to go to and so t- being in the struggle mm-hmm. and living in a hotel room and and I ain't talking about no Marriott so I'm talking about some Motel 8 type hotel rooms
0: mm, you guys were not playing like mm-hmm. you know people
1: outside sitting in the car they asking for a lighter or if you got a crack pipe or something I'm like bro like come on now it's like, you know, like, I was out there with people, and I know the struggle. So I'm like, yo, people are out here struggling, and some people are really trying to get their life together. Like, I was out there, and I'm still, you know, working with my husband every day. We're trying to make money in the malls, and we're still homeless. So I'm like, I don't like when people are like, oh, these people ain't homeless. Like, I had someone comment on a video that I did one time um, showing what we were doing in the streets, and they was like, these people don't look homeless. I'm like, what do homeless people look like? Right. 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 Does everybody have to be, like, not hair not combed and dirty? I was homeless. Mm. I was living in a hotel room. Mm.
0: It's the stigma. But it don't mean yep. I wasn't trying. Right.
1: And I had people that helped me, you know, me and my husband. Like, it was so crazy today. Um, this pastor and his wife came to our house today, and we hadn't seen them since 2014. We met them while we were on the road, and we just always kept in touch with them. Uh, because they welcomed us into their home. We were at their church for the time that we was in this city. And so to see them today was like, wow, like, y'all get to come to our house now. Like, when y'all met us, we didn't have anything.
0: Wow. Look at that.
1: But it was like, you guys took the time to feed us and to be nice to us and to invite us into their church. So why shouldn't I do the same thing for somebody out on the streets?
0: Yeah. Mm. Yes, full circle. Or a, ke- or a
1: young girl that just needs, you know, some help or somebody to talk to.
0: So true. So true. And this is why, you know, I believe like one of my favorite quotes and that I learned from Uncle Russell Simmons, he said, if your hand is always open to give, your hand is open to receive. So it's being a being a big giver, you know, not saying you're doing it because you want to receive, but blessings will also come your way because you're doing it, you know, from your heart and you're doing it in such a big way. And like, that's just something, you know, that I'm I'm constantly seeing from you. And now I get a chance to get to know the root of it all. Right. And so, you know, along the lines that I know you got to go soon, you know, I just want to get to the grind part. Like, why do you feel now after going through the go through right after walking away, learning so much, getting a, a deeper relationship with God? and then being able to learn what you have learned, you know, now, how do you feel the grind is different for for you from what it was before?
1: Um, I have a different reason, my daughter. Mm. Um, so it's like, whatever I do today is setting her up for the future. So if I sit around and I'm lazy today and I don't want to work, then that may affect her 10 years from now. So she's a big reason that I grind um, another reason I grind so hard is because I know that God has a purpose for me. And I don't think that I have necessarily tapped into that purpose 100%. And I've done, you know, I do the community things, I do the radio, but I don't, I don't know. I just, I haven't tapped in 100%. I'm like, I'm, I'm heading there. But I'm not there yet. Mm -hmm. So for me, if I keep grinding, I know that God is going to keep revealing and peeling back layers so that I can get to the true purpose that he created me for. Because I would hate to leave this world and leave with everything that he gave me inside. Mm. So it's like, you know, like I said, my daughter is a part of why I grind and grind is so important because I know I have to have to do something. I don't know what it is. I don't know exactly what it is. I kind of have an idea of what God has for me, but I haven't reached it yet. Well, so I keep grinding because I know I have to. I have to reach that point. I have to, not for me, but for Him.
0: Right. And you just want to die on Like it's e. somebody that that needs me, or
1: it's some. I don't. I just don't know yet. It's something, and I know that God is going to keep showing me as I keep getting closer to Him, and I keep doing what I know I'm supposed to do
0: yes well what I do know for certain and two things for sure is that um whatever it is is going to come to you because you've been doing the work <laughs> and you know watching you watching you work and watching you grind you know it's very it's it's motivational because it's like okay even when I'm hitting a wall and so I look to people who I know who are genuine hearted and who are also about this 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 legacy building and doing the things that they do and it's like okay all right all right so you going okay I could keep going too right and it's it's motivational so I really just want you to know that like listen girl you Got people that's watching you. Like you said, I didn't even know you was with me on that journey. Yeah, girl, I was. I was presently there via the inter- internet. <laughs> it seemed so long ago. Mm-hmm. It was. I guess
1: that's why I just. It was so long ago, and I was so like, I was so out of tune with everything that was going on in the world. Like I couldn't tell you the song. I didn't know who was the artist out. I'm like, bruh. Like I had no idea what was going on in the world. With you. Now that I look back, it's a good thing at times. But, I mean, like you say you look at me like I look at you and I'm like, yo, you never stop. Girl, yeah. Like <laughs> you, you like you never like- stop. Even if it may be an off day, you may, I don't even know, like you may post a picture from last week, but it look like you never stop. Like you're always like moving and going to get what you need to get. And I know like you're not going to be where you're at for long. Girl. You can't
0: be thank you keep praying for your girl because i swear and it's so funny because i just told somebody that i said it's a gift and a curse like when people give you nicknames or like even the whole my my friends gave me the go-getter and i realized it's a gift and a curse because even when you want to quit you can't because then it's like you're a hypocrite
1: <laughs> you can. yeah, you can't like you you gotta keep going like no
0: matter what legit and I just so like it was people watching you too. yes and it's and it's hard so it's just like i just we in this we in this cycle together and i and i you taught me that it's okay to take a break right and in those breaks it's not even a break because it's still work and finding yourself um, and so many times we would just keep going and keep going. Like like I said, when I was going through my divorce, I had to take a moment because I just was like, okay, I can't plow through this wall like I like I want to. So I got to take a moment, and I I think I took a couple of days off air. But then I was like, okay, if I get back on it, I just gonna be charged back up and keep it going because I can't stop. Um, and in the words of my grandfather, one well, monkey don't stop no show. Um, <laughs> and so it just it was it was one of those things. But even along that line, I had to pull in on you know. My, my codes to what I live by Right you know if you start something finish it You know see it through mm-hmm. And so like those are things I had to, to lean on um, And so before you go I definitely want to get like what are your 3G codes To success mm, You should have sent me these questions <laughs> <laughs> But you're good I like them in a moment I like them in a moment 3G um, codes to
1: success um, God Mm-hmm. Um, really doing what you what you love. I think as long as you're doing what you love, you're gonna be successful at it. Um, and man, you got me.
0: Mm. I know you got We're Stay surrounded
1: around people with good energy.
0: Yes, that's key. Oh my God. I, I think like all of those three things, as long as you'
1: put God first, you know, you're praying, you listening to him you're being still, you're being obedient because a lot of people will hear God tell them to sit still or quit that job and they're like, uh, did I really hear you say that, or is that me? Mm -hmm. And then instead of being still for a couple of days or fasting to really gain clarity, they just brush it off and ignore it and then they're stuck going around the same mountain for 40 years. True. So, I know that God is a big part of success. I mean, He gives everything to us. Um. What else do I say? Oh yeah. You hit the Running three. Yourself, your circle mm-hmm. got to be right. Like even yes. the people that you work around, like the energy has to be there. Like,
0: girl, listen, that is, is that is like, key. This
1: is my piece, my circle, my space. I need my space to be clean, be clean and clear. Mm. I'm dealing with my own personal stuff and don't need yours.
0: Right. I I can agree to that I it, can absolutely agree with. that. You
1: know, that. it's not to be rude, but you have to protect your peace by any means necessary because people are like they'll give you so they'll tell you so much stuff about what they're going through you'll have anxiety just listening to their story yes
0: and they don't even ask you is it okay for me to dump this on you because you're dumping it on me
1: (laughs) right like I get you on a vent but you know come to me and say yo girl I'm having a real serious problem and I need somebody to talk to right but it's just like as soon as you walk in let me tell you what happened today no I need I,
0: I just need I'm having a good day right I need you to let me know, <laughs> precursor, what is this conversation about and uh, uh, what's the topic? Because I need to know whether or not I want to be involved. So I get it. Right. <laughs> I get so it. that's
1: very important. Just having a, you know, a stronger circle um, and just doing what you love because if you really, really love it, then, you know, it's just, it's going to be, it's going to be better for you. You're going to really use your talents and, you know, your gifts and, but you got to really love it. Right. You and- got to be like a,
0: Real deep love <laughs> Yeah radio gots, You gots to be In love <laughs> Oh
1: radio Got to
0: be A, a whole Child. Never get divorced Deep love Child yes Never It's like uh, I hate you today But I'm still About to show up Uh <laughs> <laughs> love you on a weekend too love you on this overnight shift child Ooh, I know I know for myself I, that's why I tell myself I'm not here for this money clearly I can't be I cannot be for this money alone uh-huh. <sighs> so yes, but listen Nikki I appreciate it I'm so happy we finally got a chance to chop it up listen I love what you're doing I just need you to know I see you you know I salute you. you and you know you got you got us out here we rooting for you girl um, liking every pig heart. everything and just being the bomb mom and wife and it's bomb personality all the way around so share the folks what you know how they can follow you and support everything you got going on
1: um you can follow me at your girl nikki that's y-a-t-i-r-l nikki um that's on instagram facebook and my website is coming yourgirlnikki.com
0: I love it. Well, beautiful. Thank you so much for getting on the G code with me, and definitely, it's no that you. beautiful bouncing baby. She, I mean, she is gorgeous. I don't know what her your husband Thank gonna you. do. He gonna have to get the shotgun ready in advance.
1: Oh, we are already talking about that today. I was like, the, uh, the pastor that came to the house, she was like, Dad, you need as many bullets.
0: As um, many. You
1: got to think about the women that you hurt in the past. Yes. I was like, oh, God. <laughs> yes, because gotta we got to have a community full then.
0: Yes, okay. We got to have a village. Right. <laughs> yes, well, thank you. Thank you. You too. I appreciate it. You're welcome. <laughs> yes a big shout out to your girl Nikki I enjoyed her energy how real relevant and timely her message was I hope you caught them g-codes that she dropped and most importantly really being able to be inspired motivated and learn from her story so that you can also develop yours along the way so this week's episode of the g-code is brought to you by the gogetterlife.com where you can purchase all your go-getter apparel and accessories right there go ahead and purchase the go getter definition t-shirt hoodie and or sweatshirt because i promise you you want to be able to walk around and letting folks know exactly what you stand for and who you are a go-getter true indeed and also while you're there make sure you scroll on over and get that go getter dad cap it's a go getter state of mind and don't forget while you're in the office waking up in the morning you want folgers in your cup go ahead and buy the I am the juice tea mug okay it's one of my favorite mugs sip my tea I sip it slow and I need folks to understand exactly that I am always the juice so visit the gogetalife.com today to get your go get apparels and accessories now listen my go I hope you enjoyed this conversation as much as I did and if there's anybody that you would like to see step in the ring with me and get on the mic and in addition to that if there is a particular profession especially my college students if there is a particular arena, a particular area that you really want to hear from somebody that's in it, I got you. Make sure you hit me up on that Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at all things Adrie V, the go-getter, A to the D, R to the I-V-T-A-G-G-O-G-E-T-T-A, and drop me a note, DM me, email me, and I will absolutely make sure and do my best to be able to make your requests. And also speaking of requests, be a blessing and share, 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 because sharing is caring, okay? Share the G-Code podcast put it out there and don't forget to leave a comment and rate definitely want to make sure i got as many five stars as possible so go ahead and do me that solid all right it's time for me to flex into that exit and as always welcome to the g-code Be sure to subscribe to the G-Code Podcast. Find it on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, iHeartRadio, and all places a podcast lives. Also download AJV, the Go-Getter app on your Google Play and or your iTunes App Store for free. And always get the G-Code Podcast at your fingertips. Want to catch up on the G-Code Podcast? Well, go to www.adrivthegogetter.com and also subscribe on SoundCloud and YouTube. Remember, you can check a new episode out each and every Wednesday as we get you over the hump with the G-Code. I was born in the G-Code, embedded in my blood. Matter of fact, you just triggered a level orange G-Code security threat. That's the G-Code.